There are many different institutions that are important to the lifeblood of the city of Los Angeles, but perhaps chief among them is the Los Angeles Police Department. So whenever there's a transition, whenever there is an outgoing and an incoming new chief of the LAPD, it's vitally important to the public to know more about who the person is and what the plans are for the LAPD. So today on In-Depth, we have a very special show because we have not one, but two chiefs of the LAPD. One is the outgoing chief of the LAPD, Michael Moore, and the other is the incoming interim chief of the LAPD, Dominic Choi. Both of you, thank you for being with us. So let me start off with you, uh, Chief Moore. When this airs, it will be your last day uh, as the uh, head of the LAPD. And you leave the organization which you've been at for, was it 28 years? How long? Uh, This is my 43rd year, since 1981. 1981, uh, yeah. The Dodgers were in the World Series. Okay, so after that many years, what is sort of your most prominent thought as you leave the department? pride in the men and women of this organization that they come to work. They continue to come to work each day, uh, regardless of the circumstances, uh, turmoil, chaos, or calm waters. And they come to do their best. And what I see every day is that dedication, that sacrifice, uh, their great work. And uh, it makes me proud to be a member of this organization. Did you, when you started with the LAPD, was that kind of your goal? Did you think that someday... I want to be chief of the LAPD. Was that in the back of your head? Not at all. I'm the first person and the only person in my family uh, in law enforcement or even in public service. Mm-hmm. I came on the job as 21 years of age uh, to make a difference, to to really, uh, as a, a believer, a Christian myself, I, I thought I was here for something more than just to be a, a CPA or to, to have a well-paying job. I wanted to have something that made a difference in people's lives that mm-hmm. uh, I could contribute to. Uh, a life with a purpose, and I found that attraction to this profession as I was going through college and working uh, full time. Uh, very rewarding, uh, you know, side gig, uh, side gig, if you would. But I, I saw that no, this is something that I think I could find excitement with, that I could find uh, meaning and purpose, and it is uh, delivered on that uh, tenfold. Dominic, when when you started. 28 years ago with LAPD. Was that something that you thought at some point in the future you would be in a position? Was it something you you even entertained uh, of leading the department? Uh, absolutely not. You know, before coming on LAPD, I was an accountant. Mm. Um, and I never dreamed of being a police officer, quite frankly, you know, growing up. Um, but I did, at a certain point in my life, decide to make a career choice, a change, uh, and my brother actually handed me the number to LAPD's hiring. I called it. That week, I went down to take the test. Five months later, I was in the academy. That's quite a, a leap, though, from being an accountant to police. Yeah, quite a leap. Well, yeah. first of all, I didn't enjoy accounting. Right. And second of all, I wanted to do something more meaningful, more valuable with my time. I was young, had a lot of energy, and this this was perfect for me. Um, I haven't looked back. I don't regret a day uh, of changing careers, um, and this has been beyond what I can imagine as far as rewarding and being able to help uh, help people. You two have known each other a long time, right? Yes, more than a decade. More than a decade, all right. Um, so, Chief Moore, put you on the spot. Is 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 the guy sitting next to you, uh, is he the right person to take your place, even if it's in an interim basis? And if so, why? Uh, a thousand percent. Why? Because of his ability to be a team builder, to a communicator, uh, he is approachable. He has a heart of service. 
He's genuine. Uh, he cares about the men and women of this organization. He cares about the people of Los Angeles. He cares about the department, and he has his priorities in order. He's a family man. He's a person with uh, un uh, unflappable integrity. So he's genuine, and I'm uh, proud of, of this uh, accomplishment. I'm proud of the Board of Police Commissioners who sought out, who sought out with the, my announcement with an important task. And they did, a, I, think, I believe, a genuine effort to solicit interested uh, individuals both within the organization as well as outside, and they drew interest from both inside and outside. And I'm informally aware of those that competed, and, uh, and I'm grateful that they did because I think they challenged the commission to really consider and evaluate who at this point in time is best suited for this position to continue to this department moving forward, uh, to not just to be a placeholder, not to be someone who's going to have us go into neutral, but is going to continue to take on the important and critical task of protecting a city of 4 million, the second largest in the country, at a critical time uh, as, as this city moves forward. We're talking again with outgoing LAPD Chief Michael Moore and incoming interim LAPD Chief Dominic Choi. Dominic, so you have, you're in a kind of interesting position now, or you will be, as interim chief, because on the one hand, you want to, I'm sure, continue some of the policies that you think your uh, predecessor sitting next to you, Michael Moore, instituted. But as the new guy heading things, you might want to change things because that would be your prerogative. Are there things you think you want to change and what would they be? Well, let me just start by saying, you know, I grew up in the organization. We have a, a strategic plan, uh, initiatives that we move forward in, in all parts of policing, from crime fighting to community engagement to technology. All that. But I was part of developing those initiatives with Chief Moore. Mm -hmm. um, to, so, so to say that I want to come in and change everything, uh, not only would it be hypocritical, but it's, it's not accurate. I believe in those initiatives. I think we have a great strategic plan. It goes out to 2025 and beyond. It's a living document that changes and morphs as things change in, you know, in the environment, in the community, and uh, what have you. Um, so to say, I I'm not here to change a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, what I'm here to do is make sure that we stay on course, that those initiatives that were developed, um, that I agreed to, that, that we move forward on those, and that we continue to, quite frankly, fight crime, build our community engagement, build public trust, increase employee wellness and morale. Those are all things that are in our in our strategic plan, I continue to, uh, I will continue to move those forward. You, but Charles, let me yes, say that you know there's there's no two leaders that are exactly alike, and so what I believe Angelinos can anticipate is that a, a man who's going to approach this strategically, uh, he's going to use his wisdom, background, experience, his knowledge, and his temperament, and inevitably both to the public as well as to members of the organization. This is an opportunity to also have, a, you know, a different viewpoint. So mm -hmm. I suspect there will be some changes, and I think, and I would hope that there would be. That this is not what would Mike Moore do. Uh, this is what Dominic Choi. This is his moment in time, and 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 while but but, I, but you're going to stay on as a consultant, aren't you? Yes, Wasn't that the initial idea? Yes. But Did you sign that contract with the, with the city? <laughs> that is, uh, I'm sure it's in the mail. So it's it's. Uh, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I am in. I'm here. Well, you're not answering that question. Well, I have. I'm not in a consultant agreement yet, but you know. But mayor, you want to be. But I'm I'm very supportive of. of Entering whatever agreement with the city is needed okay. or, or desired. Dominic, the, do you the, want him consulting with you? Absolutely. So, and right. I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve that purpose. Uh, I'm not looking for a second gig, and I certainly don't believe that there's going to be two chiefs of police in this city. Dominic Choi takes the reins uh, to, at the end of tomorrow. Uh, I'm here to help and support him, to support Mayor Bass, 
uh, to support the Board of Police Commissioners. But what can Angelinos can trust is that the mayor, uh, this Board of Police Commissioners, they've chosen well of a person who I believe uh, has the best insight, knowledge. They know, he knows this organization. He knows its strengths, its weaknesses. He knows the individuals involved in that. He knows the external stakeholders. Uh, there is no one better suited to take the playbook that, that we're in the midst of in, in the sixth inning and move forward. All right. uh, and, and, I wanna, and I want to get to that, too. And again, we're talking with uh, outgoing Los Angeles Police Department Chief Michael Moore and the incoming interim chief of the LAPD, Dominic Choi. Dominic, when you first got this gig, uh, we talked briefly, if you remember, in the air. And I asked you then why you uh, opted to not go for the full-time job, because that was one of the conditions for you getting the interim one. So I want to explore that a little more with you, uh, because Michael Moore, sitting here, um, just gave a really good ringing endorsement of you and all the qualities that he sees in you that make a really good, in his belief, chief of the LAPD. And I presume you agree with that as a self-assessment. Why wouldn't you want to do it full-time? Well, again, as I said before, it, it it was a personal decision even before the opportunity was there. It was a personal decision for me. Uh, I have a timeline that I've set with my family and my wife um, on when, when I would be departing the city. Um, and I want to stay true to that. And I don't want to come into or commit to competing for a job that that I'm not going to not only do one term, if I... If you get to know me, when I'm into something, I'm 110% in. So it wouldn't be a one-term uh, deal for me. I would want to go for a second term. Hmm. Um, and I just can't give that commitment of 10 years at this point in my life. And so I want to, again, I want to stay true to that commitment to the city, to my wife. Um, and by the way, after this interim position, I'm still going to stay with the department in whatever capacity they'll have me until my internal timeline that I've committed with expires. So. All right, but 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 I, I guess what I'm what I'm interested in, I'm kind of interested in the psychology of all this because, uh, and you would know better, uh, Michael Moore, uh, because having been chief, you know, it it it's a good gig, right? It it's, is. It's one of the most demanding positions uh, right. exists in law enforcement. But it's it's a good job. Oh, it's a have. great job. I mean, it's right. a very rewarding job. But it's also one. And you're not sorry you took it. Not at all. And you're not sorry that you've been it. No, but I walked into it with right. the same mindset that uh, Chief Choi did and does as he assessed this. I, I respect his decision uh, because it is a commitment of you're not just yourself, but right. of your family, your family and all that. Uh, I get of a that. lifestyle that is uh, all-encompassing. But, Dominic, could your position change? Might you get to like the job and think, could the day come? In, and, and let's be honest, in, in a month or two, you're doing it and you say, you know, I'm doing a pretty good job. Maybe it's your, it'll be your own self-assessment. And uh, I think I can do an even better job with more time rather than turning it over to somebody else. Might you reconsider it? No. My position, I think, has been steadfast throughout my career. Um, you know, my word is my bond. And it's not that it, it's not that I'm being stubborn and don't want to change my position. Right. It's I still feel that my assessment of where where this career takes me, uh, this career has been more rewarding, and, and I've gone places that I've never imagined that I could do in the Los Angeles Police Department. I've done things to help the city, um, and it's just it's been very rewarding. I'm satisfied, um, and I have more to give. Again, I'm not going to commit to ten years. Not to say that I would get the first term or the second term, but. Um, I just want to be open and transparent about my commitment to the city, and and that's why it's not going to change. It's it's not uh, 
during the interim, I'm gonna I'm 110% in. I will do my very best to serve this city, to serve uh, the officers and the employees within LAPD. Uh, and that's the commitment that I have right now, and it's going to stay that way. Back now with our very special edition of KNX In-Depth. Uh, with us is Michael Moore, who is the uh, outgoing chief of the LAPD, and sitting right next to him is the incoming interim chief of the Los Angeles Police Department, Dominic Choi. Michael Moore, what kind of chief then, if if Dominic Choi sitting next to you here in the studio uh, keeps to his word and remains as an interim chief, giving way at some point, six months, whatever, nine months, to a new permanent chief, should that permanent chief come from within LAPD or without? Because as you know, through the years, there's been a mix. Well, it's my sincere hope that the next chief of police for the Los Angeles Police Department would be someone who is from within the organization. Uh, or at least recently been uh, a, a successful member uh, of this organization. This organization is a very complex one. It's one that has uh, many different uh, features, uh, descriptions. Its history is, is rich with both successes as well as, as shortcomings. And I think that an internal candidate is best suited. Now, having said that, uh, I think uh, the reality of the matter is you're right. Uh, chief Willie Williams was the, was the first external chief. Uh, following Daryl Gates uh, and following charter reform. Which was an interesting uh, leadership. <laughs> interesting experience. And, and I'll say that the organization did not treat him well. Yeah. Uh, and I was a member of this organization. Because he was from, that, from the outside. There was a cultural resistance right. to it. And, and But then Bill Bratton came along and he was from the outside. And he was in, he came into the organization at a different time. He was a different, and a different chief. Uh, and, and there was organizational resistance to him as well, but he was able to overcome it through a number of strategies. Both have imposed challenges, and at the same time, Chief Parks, uh, Chief uh, Chief Beck, myself, as internal candidates, we had our own challenges because we are internal. So there is no perfect scenario. But again, my I believe in the home team. I believe in the team that we have here. It's got uh, young leadership. It's got, uh, but it's got uh, an, an intelligent leadership and in leadership that has seen the past, sees, and is excited for a future. And uh, again, at the end of the day, that's not going to be my responsibility. It's going to be that of the board of police commissioners to really understand what are the Angelinos looking for, what are they looking, not who, but what are they looking for. Then solicit across the country, and I suspect, uh, you know, maybe an international uh, flavor may actually someone step up. It wouldn't be unique uh, in this instance. For for someone to step forward. This is the most, if not the most iconic chief of police position in America, one of. But, but when, when you say international, you mean uh, someone from another country? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and there wouldn't be great resistance within LAPD to that? I, I, I What I'm saying is people can apply from wherever they come sure. from. Right. And I'm just suggesting, I am suggesting, I know, I was just at a major city chiefs conference. This, uh, this is an iconic agency, and it is a absolute capstone position for people to aspire to. And so I fully expect that there'll be outside candidates. Talking again to LAPD Chief uh, Michael Moore and interim LAPD Chief Dominic Choi. You remember, I, I think, when we talked, uh, I think we, I, I talked about this with both of you uh, on the day that you were announced, Dominic. Uh, you had some people, most people were very praiseworthy. You had people like Connie Rice, uh, who was a, for those who don't know, was a long uh, time civil rights leader in LA and who has uh, sued LAPD over many, many years. But is also, I think, I think both of you would agree, has done some constructive work with LAPD over the years. And she was critical. Uh, of you, Dominic. She said that she thought you were a safe, I think was her word at the time, choice because she wasn't confident that you would sort of kick open whatever the 
the doors that need to be kicked open in her view uh, to make uh, substantial changes where changes were needed within the LAPD. So before I get you to respond to that, I'm going to bounce it back to Michael Moore. Do you think she's right? No. Why? Because this is an organization that will forever be on its pursuit of building trust and building productive relationships with communities of living up to our core values of living living out our motto uh, uh, and we're never going to get there uh, we're always going to be in that pursuit i talk about the the arc of of policing and it's long but it's it's built towards building trust and community and you never actually in my experience of four plus decades we're not in the same spot from where we were a year ago, mm-hmm. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, but we're in a better spot. And in that pursuit, to say, to say that the organization is broken, to say that the organization is hiding or, or, or uh, obscuring things from the public view is not a reality with what the LAPD is today. It may have been, in her experience, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, which is how far her experience goes, mm-hmm. but she's not in the conversations today. She's not in the conversations with what we do with use of force, what we do when we mess up, when we our officers fall short. But I understand her criticism, and I understand her criticism that here's an insider that she views the organization in a much more critical uh, and costing manner than I do. And it's, it's fair for her perspective, and it's her perspective alone. It's not mine, and I don't think it's the vast majority of Angelinos, where 7 out of 10... Uh, the safest people uh, that they trust the most, other than their neighbors, hmm. is local police officers. Right. Eight out of ten generally support the work that we're doing. And we have gaps and we have shortfalls. And m- some of the communities, we've got more work to do than others. But to say that, you know, this is a safe choice, what, yes, it is a safe choice. You know why? Because he's going to approach this organization with a thoughtful, reflective, and knowledge base that is going to gain and build confidence in our people that we're not here just to tear the place up. And and yet, I think when we spoke, Dominic, you said at the time that you interpreted her remarks more in a constructive manner, I think was basically what your, your the gist was. Um, if that is how you interpret it, how can you, do you think, use that as constructive advice as opposed to criticism? Well, I don't know if constructive would be the right term, but okay. I don't take it as offensive or, or um, a hit on me. No, she, um, and I don't think she meant it yeah, that no, way. No, I don't think so. No. But, you know, this this is an interim position. Well, first of all, let me just address this. If a door needs to be kicked open, I will kick, kick it open. I have no problems addressing anything that needs to be addressed organizationally, um, externally, internally. That I just want everyone to know that and have confidence in that. I have no problems making change when I see that it's absolutely necessary. As interim, though, what I don't want to do is create an environment where everything's turned upside down, where people are shifting, organizational changes, and then you have a new chief that comes in that may not see eye to eye with what I have, hmm. and then they do it again. Now you have over a year's time of instability within the organization, and quite frankly, it I think it harms the the department internally, trying to keep them focused and on the right track, as I said earlier, implementing our strategic plan, which I think is a great plan. And so that's my focus, to keep people focused on the mission and the values of this organization, which I think are headed in the right direction. Um, and, and then when the new chief or the permanent chief comes into place, that person can do another assessment um, and determine what that person feels needs to be changed. But to be in constant change, uh, well, we're always in constant change, but to be in drastic change, organizational, structural change, those type of things, 
for a year's period will will, will be challenging for the organization. Let me end with, with this. I'm, I'm going to ask you, uh, Chief Moore, to, to tell me what was the, in your view, best advice you gave Dominic Choi? And then, Dominic, I want you to tell me what you think his best advice was to you, because it may not be the same. What do you think it was, Mike? Well, uh, there is a, a bit of a custom with chiefs as they go from one to the next, and Chief Beck did this for me, uh, and he gave me uh, 10 suggestions, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually, uh, and, and then he wrote an 11th one. And I have that prepared for uh, Chief Choi. It'll be uh, in his desk, that uh, the chief's desk. That uh, Give was, us a preview. That Well, it, it's, you know, you, words Give us two, two of the 10 things. Well, the first one is something of, you know, you're no smarter, you're no wiser, and you're no funnier than you were just today, <laughs> yesterday. All right. Uh, and the last one is, uh, if things don't work right, blame me. <laughs> uh, recognizing right. that the you know and use it frequently as needed, but it has a diminishing return over time. Those are two factors that that Chief Beck passed on to me. I don't know where he got his rules from, but um, I'm passing those on uh, as well as some other uh, customs as we do this transition. But let me say that I couldn't be prouder of this man and what he's taking on and and the the important work he's doing as the interim. He's the right person at the right time. The men and women of this organization are lucky to have him. Uh, he's going to do great work for them, and he's going to do great work for the people of Los Angeles. Other than the 10 things he's going to leave for you in the desk, what has he told you so far that you think has been valuable? Well, I, I'll just start by saying I've learned so much from this man. Um, he's led an organization during the toughest times in policing, and I know it's my, my almost 30 years is not close to his 42 years, but I've been around for a little bit. And, and by far, in my experience, the last five, six years has been the most challenging in policing, not just here in the city, but nationwide, hmm. if not worldwide. And he's done that with grace, passion, and commitment. And, and just watching him, I've learned so much. But from a practical standpoint of what things he's said or told me, I've said this publicly before. Um, as a young lieutenant, um, you know, everybody wants to make captain the next level, right? And sometimes they... Uh, Chief refers to this as silly season. People start hmm. to talk and get right. in camps and try and figure out how they're going to promote quicker. And he said something to me just briefly. He said, hey, don't get involved in that stuff. Keep your head down. Don't worry about the next step. Just work hard and do a good job at what you do now, and it'll, your actions will reward itself. I've kept that close to me. I've shared it with others, and obviously it's worked out for me. Um, and, and, and I've said that publicly, and I, and I, I fall back on that all the time. Chief Moore, Chief Choi, thank you both for taking the time to be with us. You know, this is a, uh, a historic moment. I don't know that I've ever seen this occur. So you have a, you know, maybe you've got a, a, a poulter or something yeah. with this. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.